could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Wake up and hail the brilliant air. Do you feel that wonderful energy pumping through your veins? Today's a new day, and you're free to make the best of it. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is the gift of freedom. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. Simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. With regard to this week's theme, The Gift of Freedom, we are going to examine how freedom is important to us as individuals and examine our freedom to express ourselves. And we have a power-packed show for you today, and we're going to kick it off with a Gift of Giving segment from our very own Caitlin Darrow. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, everyone. Well, with today's show being about the gift of freedom, um, you know, it's something that I think a lot of people take for granted. Growing up in the United States, I always try to be thankful for our freedoms, the freedom of speech, the freedom of press, the freedom of religion, and so on. When I watch the news every night, I'm always struck by the conflicts abroad, and it truly just breaks my heart to see citizens around the world being oppressed and denied their basic human rights. I was president of my high school's Amnesty International, which is an organization focused on human rights with over 7 million members and supporters around the world. Our high school club was able to lead different projects centered around activism, and I truly felt like we were making a difference from my little high school in New Jersey. In this Gift to Giving segment, I'm going to share some volunteer and service ideas that you can do to fight injustices around the world and to help people who are being denied basic human rights. Something that anyone and everyone can do is to write letters. Every year around Human Rights Day on December 10th, Amnesty International holds Write for Rights, which is a worldwide effort to write letters to government leaders, prisoners of conscience, uh, human rights defenders, torture survivors, and communities at risk. Amnesty identifies 10 cases where global activism can have a huge impact right now, and they share them with Amnesty activists. From there, letters, tweets, emails, faxes, text messages, and petitions start arriving at government offices, in prison cells, and to families all around the world. As messages flood mailboxes, prisoners get better conditions or are released, human rights defenders are better protected, Torture survivors finally get the help they need to heal, and people know that others around the world are taking their injustices personally. Last year, hundreds of thousands of people in 133 countries around the world participated, 
Three of the prisoners of conscience featured in Right for Rights 2013, Yorm Bofa, Vladimir Akamagwa, and Mikhail Kozenko, were released. And nearly all the individuals who, whose cases were featured said that the burst of activism generated by the campaign helped to inspire and encourage them as they continued to struggle for justice. Letter writing has always been at the core of Amnesty's work, and 53 years of human rights activism shows that letters really do have the power to change lives. It's really just an amazing effort and one of my favorite campaigns to take part in. Just because Amnesty International leads the efforts in December, though, remember that you can write a letter any time of the year. Check out amnesty.org to learn more about current campaigns and how to get involved. My next idea is to lead or participate in a peaceful protest. I actually participated in a protest in New York City about two years ago with my high school club, and it was such an inspiring event. We went to the United Nations headquarters right in, in Manhattan, and it was such a day to remember. In the morning, we heard from speakers about the causes, and when it was time to march, we all felt so rejuvenated and excited to make a difference. Sometimes protests can give that push and exposure that a particular cause or campaign needs. Suddenly, people start paying attention, and that's such an amazing feeling. Another idea is to raise funds for a global organization that promotes peace and freedom, such as the Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, United Nations Foundation, etc. Holding a fundraiser and donating the money can be a huge help because these organizations need funds to run their day-to-day -day operations. There are just a few resources that I want to mention in case you're interested in learning more about how you can become an activist. And like I said earlier, that's amnesty.org, un.org, and hrw.org, which is for Human Rights Watch. And they all have really fantastic online resources. Each of these websites have a tab, and you can learn more about how to get involved. So I would definitely recommend checking out those sites to learn more. Oh, that's so awesome. I love what you are doing. That is absolutely amazing. I think that society really needs to really pay attention to what all these activist groups are doing. And you mentioned that you were involved with Amnesty International in high school. What has that organization accomplished recently? You know, it's really amazing what they do, and I continue to be inspired by the by their work. Um, they recently were able to get justice for a torture survivor in Mexico. Um, a man named Angel Colon was released six years after being tortured and wrongly imprisoned, and that was primarily because of Amnesty's efforts to free him. Um, they also have accomplished so much for women's rights, which is obviously something that's important to me as a woman myself. I actually just read a blog post on the Amnesty website about how it's legal for females to wear pants in Sudan, which is something that I just had no idea was even an issue in 2014. And it just really shocked me because the punishment for that is flogging. Oh um, so according to the post, I know, I, I just had no idea that that even existed in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, according to the post, the public order regime in Sudan consists of laws and practices that allow the imposition of corporal punishment for what's seen as a moral behavior. So you could face 40 lashes simply for wearing pants. I mean, it's just ridiculous and extremely disturbing. But I appreciate organizations like Amnesty International because of all they do, because of what all they do. And they bring attention to those issues that I wasn't previously aware about. Wow. Yeah. 
And I think another really great way to bring attention to issues that you aren't necessarily knowledgeable about is protesting, is even if you're not a part of the protest. I mean, the news about this stuff spreads like wildfire. I think it was the, in 2011, the time person of the year was the protester that was on the cover of the magazine because I think protesting, particularly in the 21st century, seems to really be an issue that young people are rallying around. And I think a lot of it can be owed to social media. Mm, um, yeah. you know, I know that in Egypt, a lot of the protests were facilitated by the fact that young people would organize times and dates via social media. And that can really help mobilize people. And I love that you were actually part of a protest in New York. And what's important to recognize is that peaceable protests are protected under our First Amendment rights here in the U.S. And exactly. there's a huge difference between peaceably protesting and protesting just to kind of throw some fire. And I think when we peaceably protest, um, it's, it's not really a scary thing. You know, I think sometimes the whole notion of protesting kind of evokes images of fire and chaos and mayhem but when you peaceably protest it can really be a very effective tool to get the government to listen get agencies to listen and to get people talking about an issue yeah i definitely definitely agree so what do you think we can do to really tear apart this image that being a protester is necessarily violent or just causing chaos how do you think we can really get the word out there that protesting or rather peaceable protesting is really effective and can be safe and should be done more often. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you were saying, when people think of protests, they think of, like, mass chaos and violence and, you know, not uh, the positivity that I had experienced when I went to a protest. And I was so pleasantly surprised because I really wasn't sure what to expect. And I think the main reason why people have this negative idea about protests is because of the media and the way that... The media tends to depict protesters. Um, I think that if newspapers and news channels kind of showed um, the positive sides of protest, that people could actually see what a good experience it is and what positivity it brings in the world. So I, I think it starts with that, having the news, you know, try to show the, the positive aspects and also just participating in it. Uh, yourself. I remember kids in the Amnesty International Club, their parents were really reluctant. They were like, you're going to New York to to protest? I don't know about this. Um, But, you know, I think that people were kind of scared of it. Um, And so when I went and I did it with the group, I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really agree with your point that the media sort of pick and choose the images and the text that it wants to use to convey the mm-hmm. extent of violence in the protests. I mean, the most recent example is probably the Baltimore protest over the death of Freddie Gray. And if you look in really any media outlet, whether you're left-leaning, right-leaning, they all show the gruesome pictures. They all show the violent images. But if you look carefully enough, sometimes they'll actually find stories of people who got together and organized a community cleanup, trying to get rid of all the debris that had resulted from these violent protests. And so I think you really have to look closely and not just believe all the images and the words that are presented to you on the front cover or are the first story on the news program. And I feel like that's the problem with the social media, how they depict everything, but they show to choose, they choose to show the negativity of what actually happened versus all the positive things that are happening behind the scenes. Yeah. And I had actually watched um, an interview with the mayor of Baltimore, and she was saying that a lot of the looting and a lot of the 
violence that was happening was actually from people just coming out of town. It wasn't even from people in Baltimore. It was primarily just people who kind of came in to create uh, these scenes of chaos. So a lot of it wasn't even the citizens, uh, which I thought was really a shame. Yeah, and I think we misrepresent the people of Baltimore. I think we need to be aware of that. Well, thank you very, very much, Caitlin, for this great conversation. You really, really gave us insight on the meaning of freedom and how powerful it is and how much we need to protect it. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on freedom. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today our show is all about the gift of freedom. Freedom is a wonderful gift that we're so privileged to have, and it allows creativity and expression. Today, Asia, I know you're here with a social responsibility segment to talk about freedom, so take it away. All right. So one thing I really wanted to first talk about was our freedom of expression, which is something that, to me, is so important because... I'm a huge uh, participator in art and music and anything that allows myself to really express what I feel and who I am and what my personality is. Uh, I love to draw and paint and I really want to be a fashion designer when I grow up, which that career will allow me to really express 
what my emotions are, what my personality is, what my style is, and just really put out there who I am as a person in the style of clothing, which is something that I love to do. And on the side note, I like to create music and just things, just music that makes me feel good or wonderful or, you know, energetic or pumped up, you know, whatever I feel. So I was just thinking, you know, 4th of July is coming up and it's really a holiday that kind of really celebrates our independence as a country and our freedom as an individual in a country that celebrates that kind of thing. But I really feel like now it's just become kind of a commercialized holiday. You know, we're not really focusing on the true importance of the establishment of our country. And it's something that I really want to, you know, really push that that's what it's really meant to be is that we are celebrating that we are free citizens in a free country who, where we are able to express ourselves and, and defend ourselves and, you know, have our own rights and our freedom of religion and speech and um, freedom to protest is what we were talking about earlier in the first segment. You know, we have certain rights, but we don't have the right, um, as we were talking about, we have the right to peaceably protest, but we don't really have the right to, um, you know, be violent or anything like that. But, you know, in just focusing on our rights, that that is what Fourth of July is all about. Mm-hmm. And I just really want to, you know, kind of stress that, that it's not something that's just for the barbecues or dressing up in our best red, white, and blue attire or, you know, anything like that. I mean, it's getting together as a country to celebrate who we are, really. Right. That's so true. And I love how you express this idea of really getting down and getting in there and understanding these rights that we have, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I was reading an article one time that a lot of Americans can't even name maybe five of the rights that are listed in the Bill of Rights. Yeah, and, and, you know, we live out this reality every day enjoying what this document provides us, but we don't even really understand it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that one right in particular that's important to dissect is the freedom of expression or the freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of people have misconceptions about this. You know, people will say what they want, and then there's a little jive that, oh, it's free country and, and, and that yeah. sort of thing. But I think we have to remember that I believe it was in 1911, Supreme mm-hmm. Court Chief Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes really set restrictions on this. And he said that, for example, just because you have the freedom of speech, that doesn't mean that you can yell fire in a crowded theater. You, you know, f- the freedom of yeah. speech comes with so many responsibilities. And freedom in any regard always comes at a cost. It always comes at a price. Maybe not mm-hmm. directly to you, but certainly to the brave men and women who are serving for us and allowing us to enjoy and relish exactly. these freedoms. There's always exactly. a price. There's always a cost. And you need to understand it. And I love that you bring up all the people who are serving our country for that reason, is to keep our country free and to keep our country from being oppressed or anything um, that can just bring down the idea of what America really is. And and that's what also Fourth of July is really about. You know, it's not just Memorial Day or Veterans Day or anything like that. Fourth of July is also another holiday to celebrate really all the people who are not with their families. They're out serving our country to make sure we stay a free country. And really, it's not just any holiday like Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Fourth of July. It's every single day that we need to really think about these people who are risking their lives for us. Right. And 
it's hard, you know, it could be hard, you, mean, you know, you don't have to think of them every single second of the day, but it's just good to really, you know, appreciate that kind of thing every, one, every, every so often because this kind of thing such as freedom in our country is a very rare and special thing that not everybody has. Right, right. And, you know, it's kind of fashionable, I think, particularly nowadays to be the antagonist, to be the contrarian, and to just bash everything that we're presented with. But I think on the same note, we really do have to be appreciative of it. I mean, just grab a novel like 1984 by George Orwell or Brave mm-hmm. World by Aldous Huxley, and you really yes. understand the oppressiveness of a totalitarian government. And I think, if anything, that should compel you to really want to examine the Constitution, examine what rights really are afforded to you, our civil yeah. liberties and our civil rights. There's a difference. Exactly. And I think yes, lot, there is. not a lot of people, somehow along the way, this interest in the government has slowly been disintegrating. And I remember I was reading a book, I believe it was by Alexis D. Tocqueville. And he, he wrote this during the time of the Founding Fathers. And he talks about this idea that in America, everyone seems so ready to take part in the government. And they have this idea of civic virtue, that we have a responsibility to vote and to really enjoy our freedoms and protect them. And I think over the years, perhaps you've just become accustomed to this free lifestyle that we're exactly. no longer as willing to take up the charge to ensure its protection. Mm-hmm. And I think and the whole one, movement around that needs to start again. Exactly. One thing that I'm really nervous about, you know, this is this is what I feel. And, I, you know, being on this show, I we have the right to express ourselves. And one important thing that I feel that has been miscon- uh, misconceived is the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. This is a very touchy subject that a lot of people get riled up about. And I believe that this specific right is one of the founding rights that we have in America from when we broke away from Britain and when America was established was the right to bear arms and protect ourselves. And you have the right to protect yourself, but you do not have the right to be violent, which is one of the reasons why there are so many gun restrictions now and gun right, uh, you know, all these movements to depict guns as these dangerous objects, but really one important saying, and my family is very uh, um, involved in the petition to keep our rights as citizens to bear arms and keep our guns, and what we have as a natural right as Americans is to keep our guns and keep the right to bear arms and protect ourselves and defend others. And the saying that my dad always says, it's not the gun that is dangerous, it's the person. So it's really who has that responsibility of handling one. And I believe that once you give up one right, it sets a precedent to have other rights taken away. So it's not just... you know, a restriction on bullets, you know, that's, and people think, oh, it's such a small things, but a round or a magazine or anything like that. Once that right has been taken away, you can only have a certain amount of bullets in your magazine or something like that. Then it can start to build and build and build until that second amendment is completely taken away. Mm, yeah. It, it's, wow. it's a ripple effect. It, it is. It's a downward spiral. And I think that people really need to understand that it's not it's not the gun that is dangerous, it's the person. It just depends on who it is. Not everybody, I'm not, like, not everybody is dangerous. That's not what the saying is. It's who, it's, an inanimate object is not dangerous. Anything can be dangerous. You can use it for whatever reason you feel you need to. Um, but the right to bear arms is not something that 
gives you the right to be violent or dangerous. It's the right to protect yourself and everybody around you as well. Um, my dad would say uh, there is the sheep, there's the sheep dogs, and there is the wolf. The sheep are the people who need to be protected. The wolf is the predator and the sheep dog who looks like a sheep but can act as a wolf if they need to. Ooh. Meaning the sheep dog can look like a sheep but they can also protect everybody like a wolf can. Like they can be as protective as mm. a wolf. So I, I always like that. held that thought in my mind. And that's so true. You know, I've I've also heard there's a lot of aphor aphorisms out there about this issue. And, mm -hmm. and another one that I really like too, it's a fork does not make you fat. No. Right? It, it's you using that fork mm -hmm. to eat a lot of junk food that will... It's not force feeding you. Right. It, exactly. And, you know, in all practicality, a weapon can be made out of virtually anything. And exactly. so I think we need to be cognizant of that as well. And I love how earlier on you mentioned this freedom of expression we enjoy in the form of this radio program and mm -hmm. how a wonderful thing it is for journalists to really be able to report on issues that are important to them and that need to be tackled. You know, for me, when I got my start in journalism writing in eighth grade, mm -hmm. I really loved to explore the issues that not a lot of people were talking about. And, you know, it, over the years, I've done articles such as one on energy drinks and how perhaps energy uh -huh. companies are not accurately reporting the amount of caffeine in their beverages and how that needs to be examined by the medical community. Yeah. And if such a right for me was completely shut down, then how would the public be informed about this? And I think that we bring the same sort of awareness through this radio program. I mean, mm -hmm. we are free, unedited. We talk about whatever comes to us. We talk about issues important to teenagers, important to adults, important to America, important to the world. And we really yeah. enjoy this right to do so. Which is why I love this radio show, because we could talk about what we just talked about earlier and have the freedom to do so, which is what I love about this radio show and being a part of it is that I've been able to voice my opinion along with other people who can voice their opinion as well. It's not some sort of, like, debate team. It's, you know, throwing out ideas and what we believe in and opinions and then just rallying it all together into one specific topic that we can all talk about and bring awareness to, you know, having the social responsibility pro uh, segment is really important. Having the social responsibility segment here on Express Yourself Voice America uh, for kids is something that is just super important and really a privilege to me because I can come on here and voice what I feel and what I uh, believe and everything that I think about, you know, we can all rally together whenever we have these opinions and we can just come together and talk about important topics and subjects. Mm -hmm. And then we have kids and adults and people from around the world listening in and it's not like a debate team. It's people, you know, voicing everything that's important and, you know, people can either disagree or agree and it's just something that is just so important, which ties into the freedom of speech and it's just wonderful. I agree. And, you know, I feel the same way about Health with Henna, and that's actually coming up, so stay tuned for that. And thank you very much, Asia, for this great conversation. It is always important to know our rights and to know our freedoms. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com and like our Facebook page. I'm Henna Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also remember to visit our charity site at BTSYA.org for info on upcoming events, activities, and more. We'll be back in the next segment as we continue our conversation on freedom.
you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today's hot topic is the gift of freedom. Now, I know, Hannah, you want to examine the idea of freedom under a light that's especially relevant to us and anyone out there who's beginning college or just a brand new chapter in their lives. So the floor is all yours. Thank you, Asia. So I think the last time you and I talked about college on the program We were both still seniors in high school, but I'm proud and thrilled to say that I finally graduated high school and college is on the horizon for me now. And I live in California currently, and I'll be moving to the other edge of the nation to the wonderful and beautiful Cambridge, Massachusetts. So as you can imagine, the notion of being on my own is getting much more real for me. And I think it ties into the topic of freedom, because now I'm essentially free to live as an adult. Of course, I know that my loving family is just a phone call away and they'll be there to support me. But in all reality, in day-to-day life, it'll be me making decisions and trying to make the right moves to navigate my collegiate life. And of course, a lot of those major decisions are with regards to health. And as you may know, I got my start on the program as the Health with Henna reporter. So staying healthy and well has been a huge part of my life and I know it will really continue to be one. And I really envisioned myself trying to hold on to this piece of me, this love and passion for health and spreading healthy messages, even as I begin this new chapter. But of course, it is difficult to imagine exactly what the different circumstances in college might be that present me with difficulties and fitting in some healthy time in my schedule. But I truly believe in the idea that a healthy life is a happy life. Make no mistake, a healthy life is a happy life. 
And given that, I want to share some tips with you all about the ways that you can remain healthy in college, or even if you're not going to college, but are about to begin a new life, perhaps away from your home or away from your typical environment where you may have people currently holding you accountable to health. I'm confident that these tips will work for you as you move on to your own. So I think the first tip is very basic, but I'm going to emphasize it because it's something that we don't all do, and it is to eat right. And we all know that eating a healthy diet can really help our immune system. And for us college people, that's especially important when we're trying to cram for exams or study for classes or get internships. We really want to be at our best. And eating right, you know, the whole food pyramid, really understanding that before you go away and making sure that your diet every day is not just McDonald's and Starbucks, that you're really taking advantage of perhaps the meal plans in the college that you're at or perhaps the fine eateries around the college that you're at or any place that you happen, happen to be moving to. There are a lot of options and ways, regardless of your dietary plan, whether you're vegan or vegetarian or you eat meat, there are ways that you can ensure that your diet is giving you the vitamins and the minerals that you need to be in tip-top shape. And again, I, I mentioned this because we know this, but it's something that we don't do. And it's always really rather funny to me when we know these things that are essential to our health, we know that eating right is really going to make us happy and ready to conquer the day, yet we don't mm -hmm. do it. And it's kind of like, why don't we do it if we know that this is the key to our health and happiness? I think that's a huge issue today because we have so many processed foods. And really, if you think about it and you go to the grocery store, you look at your grocery list and you have all your fruits and vegetables and your produce that you need and your meats that you want to buy, and then you look at the snacks that you want to get, you can see and understand that all the unhealthier foods are a lot cheaper to buy than the produce and the meat and the fish and all your healthy foods that you want to buy, which is, you know, it's weird to think about, you know, why would something unhealthy be better to buy, uh, you know, it won't break your bank, and then something that will help your body succeed and will help you get through the day healthier and happier and more open and wide awake is more expensive to buy. It's just something that is not good and we, we need to figure something out. We can try and, you know, create a budget for it, but it's just something that's so crazy to think about that the unhealthier food is better to buy than the healthy food. Right, and you know, as I think we try to figure out this issue, we do have to look at the institutions under which we live and under which we eat, particularly mm -hmm. for kids in, say, the public school system, and they're yeah. eating the cafeteria food. I remember at my high school, the milk was one of the most expensive beverages that you could purchase if you weren't buying mm -hmm. it as part of a meal. And of mm -hmm. course, that's going to discourage a kid from, from getting their supply of milk. And I think it's issues like that that are not just social issues or issues in the home, but really governmental institutional problems that yeah. are examined and changed. Exactly. And so along that same vein, something that we all know we need to do, but perhaps we don't, is exercising. And mm -hmm. what's really great is that if you're going to college, there's going to be gyms and workout facilities either on campus or really nearby. That's usually the case with almost any college. And so you really have access to exercise equipment at your fingertips. And even if you don't prefer to be sort of caged in indoors, running on a treadmill, you know, running to Never Neverland, you can always run outside and enjoy the fresh air. And it's going to be funny for me because I know in Cambridge it'll be quite cold. And so I, 
over here in California, I love being able to exercise outside and ride my bike. So I'm interested to see how I'm going to adapt to a different climate in Cambridge and what that might mean in terms of my exercise regime. But I know mm-hmm. I'm really going to want to keep up that exercise. And again, when you exercise, that releases endorphins, that makes you happy, that makes you really ready to tackle your day. And so exercise in the morning, I think, is particularly important. You might want to avoid it at night right before you're getting ready to go to bed because that's just not a good decision. But if you can manage to wake up early morning at least three, four times a week and either go for a jog or hit the gym, you're really going to be in good shape. I think that's a huge part of your health uh, all around is just being able to get active And especially when you work out in the morning, you know, when it releases all those endorphins, it's at the beginning of your day. So all throughout the day, you just have this energy inside you that you're just ready to burn. And it's, I think it, it gets kind of difficult, you know, with your hectic lifestyle. Once you're in college, you have everything that you need to do. You have all your classes and especially if you're working a full-time job. But I think if we really put in the effort then we can really use that extra time to put in a little bit of exercise or workout time that we know we need. And being able to really control what our daily lifestyle is, that's another part of our freedom, that we are able to decide what we need to do for our bodies. You know, we don't have somebody else or something else telling us what we need to do for that, you know, specific area of our lives. You know, being healthy and having the right to you know, promote our body's wellness. And it's something that we also take for granted. Uh, You know, we'll be like, oh, okay, we got a free gym that we can go to. It's all right, I can go later. And then we end up not doing it. But, you know, if you really think about, wow, I have the freedom and I have the ability, uh, not only, you know, in a free country, but also being healthy enough to do that. Because there are just, there's some people who are not fortunate enough to be able to do those sort of things. So we really take that for granted, I think. You know, we have the freedom to choose what we want for our bodies. Right, right. You know, maybe when you were living with your parents or guardians, the agenda was different, the setting was different, and you didn't have access to these resources. But at college, there are so many free opportunities to be healthy and engaged, and I really hope people take advantage of that. But one opportunity you have, no matter your setting, is getting enough sleep. And that is what mm-hmm. college students really need to be aware of because I promise you, you're not going to do well on that panel if you haven't slept the whole entire night. You know, I know there's been so many studies out there that sometimes it can be better to, well, obviously it's more ideal to have studied completely and to the fullest extent that you deem possible for yourself and then get a good night's sleep. But it might even be more advantageous to get a little bit more sleep than to spend the whole entire night studying because chances are in the morning you're going to remember nothing that you read at 2, 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. So, mm, especially when you're so tired that you can't keep your eyes open. So. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really <laughs> going to be a trade-off for you to try to understand, oh, you know, it would have been great if I had studied, but maybe now I should mm. just go to bed because clearly one yeah. of reading is totally really, steady for me. It really just comes down to time management, knowing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. For sure. And particularly for us going to college, there's really not going to be anyone there at our backs, you know, hammering this into us that you need to get the studying done. Now you need to go to this event and that practice. You're really going to be accountable on your own. You're going to be free exactly. to decide your own plan and make sure you do it wisely and well. Another thing is just to always remember those tips and tricks that we learned from when we were younger in elementary school to wash your hands to um, blow your nose into your elbow, those small little things that we might think are petty and insignificant and trivial, 
as we move on to the, into these later stages in our life. But that's really important because in college, you're going to be around all these people and you're all going to be in really concentrated environments, whether it be in the dining halls or in the dorm rooms. And you really have to ensure that you keep up those basic hygienic practices. Mm-hmm. And I think one more thing is that you're going to be tempted, unfortunately, tempted to engage in unhealthy, risky behaviors such as smoking and drinking and substance abuse. You know, whatever environment you're in, wherever you go to, there's always going to be that one person or those group of people who really try to get you off on the wrong path. And I think ultimately you have to understand that you are free to say no. And Mm -hmm. you are free to live the life that you always have, one of health and happiness, and to not engage in those matters. And, you know, it's going to be easy to take them up for sure. I mean, it's all there. There's no one stopping you. But you have to remember your dignity and your sense of self-worth self-worth and the responsibility that comes with freedom and living on your own. Exactly. You know, if those things were healthy for you, you wouldn't read all the stories. You wouldn't see all these stories that, you know, show people going through, you know, liver cancer, lung cancer, uh, heart cancer and heart problems and, and all these different things that you just see, wow, like, why would you do that kind of thing to your body? So if it was healthy, then by all means do it and you would have you would have no problems with your body but obviously it does create side effects that are just absolutely devastating to your body so they aren't something that is a good choice so you know obviously getting enough sleep eating the right foods drinking lots of water and all that stuff is very very important to keep your body healthy and all the information was definitely useful thank you so much for this awesome conversation Hannah and it really is important to relish our freedom and use it to better ourselves during the break, please visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and watch our fun and informative videos on youtube.com slash be the star you are. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle. Also be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be the Star You Are, 501C3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on freedom. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of freedom. And we've been having a terrific time discussing the benefits of our freedom to express ourselves, but now we're going to get a slightly different perspective on the topic now by turning to the reporter Brigitte Gia, an awesome reporter now. Brigitte is a high school student who loves comics, especially Japanese manga, and she's back with another installment of her segment, Art Attack. Take it away, Brigitte. Hey, guys. It's Brigitte, bringing another segment of Art Attack for your listening pleasure. Today we'll look at the true freedom art gives in the form of being able to express oneself. To express yourself. Um, Art is freedom. Art is a way of transmitting your feelings and putting them on display where everyone can see them. In fact, art is so good at conveying anything and everything that it's restricted by some totalitarian governments because of its effectiveness. Take Chinese artist Ai Weiwei, for example. Ai Weiwei has used his art to become a figure in politics, really, and he's been protesting against oppression of minorities and natural rights through pieces such as an exhibit featuring representations of, like, political prisoners and protesters displayed beyond the cell gates of San Francisco's Alcatraz. Um, He is heard throughout the world through his art and can spread his message against oppression in this form. Although Ai Weiwei is currently being held under house arrest by the Chinese government, his art is his access to both his fight for freedom and his true access to it. Um, the audience, as well, of a piece has the freedom to choose in art. There are many, many different styles one can choose to occupy oneself with, endless media emotions to discover. The innumerable choices grant a type of freedom that is hard to find, the freedom to bend one's emotion on a whim. Looking at certain types of art will leave people feeling a certain way. Find a painting that makes you happy, and if you always carry a copy of it with you to look at, you might find yourself with the shortest of the blues. Art gives you the freedom to experience different emotions. For example, like feel Europa staring into the eyes of the bull, watch an apple through the eyes of Cezanne, follow the tired Degas ballerina as she pulls on her tights for yet another laborious rehearsal in the quest of stardom. You can really experience the painting in itself and the situation that the subject of the painting is in. And that is really what makes art a kind of expression of freedom. Overall, art is really a meanings of letting your true self show and getting your emotions and thoughts out there into the world, a means of granting freedom of expression. Wow, that is such an important topic of freedom is art because we really... I think humanity really expresses their freedom through art, whether that is drawing, painting, writing, or creating music. You know, everything that we can create is really expressed through art. Exactly. And I love that. So how does art and expressing oneself lead to freedom and its meaning in your words? Um, expressing yourself can really include expressing opinions against something or for something. Um, you can feel a certain way about, for example, the ecological status of the world. And it might inspire an artist to come up with like a piece that he or she can then display to the general public. So it really lets someone 
indulge themselves in the freedom of expressing themselves in the truest form. And they can kind of show their emotions, show their opinions without, like, the fear of being blocked in any way. And it's really the artist's freedom to express his or her thoughts on a subject, on any subject, with the art created. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think yeah, I love that. And I like how you... Oh, go ahead. I like how you... <laughs> you know, I think the importance of being able to express yourself through art is really made ever more clear when we examine how impactful a piece of artwork can be. I remember, Brigitte, mm. the last time you were on the show, you talked about the idea that a picture can be worth a thousand words. Yeah. And we brought up the uh, picture by Dorothea Lange, which showed mm-hmm. the mother in the terrible time of the Great Depression and how that really yeah. rallied people around the cause of helping them. And so that's yeah. why I think the freedom of expression through art is so important because art isn't just about decorations or making a room fancy. It can really convey a message. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I really liked how you mentioned earlier that it can inspire an artist to come up with a piece that he or she can display, you know, or come up with. But I really mm-hmm. like how you mentioned that because we also have the freedom to inspire others with art. Mm-hmm. It's I definitely, like yeah, you can, you can, it can go either way, you know, like you can find something within yourself or you can also show something to someone that really just has them thinking about whatever you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So do you think, is there, like, is there a closer, closer connection between art and freedom? Is there, are they separate things? Or do you think that they can really be mm-hmm. uh, displayed together? Um, I think art within itself is kind of a freedom. You know, you're you're allowed to do it. You have a natural right to it to expressing mm-hmm. yourself through art. And so that's kind of a freedom within itself and that it, it kind of like exemplifies your own freedom of opinions, of being able to voice your thoughts in mm-hmm. any way that you find possible. Um, it can also be used to really represent freedom as well. Uh, some people, some artists, like well-known artists, have kind of explored, you know, representing freedom with art. Like, mm-hmm. they're the well-known, of course, Statue of Liberty. It's a household name. Um, yeah. It's in, in New Jersey on the island, and it's kind of an example of that. It's really a figure of renewal and true freedom, and I think that's what the artist was looking to create, you know, with that statue. And that's really what it represents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like art, that. Yeah, and art is a symbol of and it can also symbolize freedom in itself and so really the two of them have a more intimate relationship that allows an artist to kind of work with both essences you know with the essence of freedom in whatever way he or she desires uh yeah i think Mm -hmm. that freedom uh that art is actually a natural freedom for humanity that the uh, freedom to express yourself to show your feelings i think that's just one natural uh, basic human right that I mm-hmm. think we all have is the ability to express ourselves through art, whatever that form of art may be. Exactly. Um, we have, yeah, we have like cave paintings, you know, back uh-huh. in the day, and they have. Um, there's there's one French, yeah, the really famous one in France where they have, yeah, cave paintings where you have animals being painted with pigments that are found in the earth, like natural pigments, and yeah. it's very primitive, but it's also it also kind of shows the human mind and how humans had already found a way to express themselves and their freedoms through art. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
You know, how do you think that people or can people mm -hmm. modulate their emotional reactions to art? Do you think that the moment that you view a piece of artwork that mm -hmm. you really can't help the flood of emotions that the artist perhaps intended to convey? Um, I feel like, of course, you can try to mute them. Like, you can try to mute any kind of emotion. Like, you know, if you're angry at someone, you can kind of try to calm yourself down. So I think there's some ways to kind of, you know, alter your feelings. But really, when someone glances at something initially, there's probably a burst of emotion that comes right up, that just wells up and can't really be prevented, I don't think. I think it's just like a natural human tendency. I think it depends on how somebody depicts it, you know, what yeah. you really uh, mm -hmm. think it means, you know, what you, whenever you look at a painting, you know, what kind of emotion do you think comes to mind? You know, what idea do you think comes to your mind? Mm -hmm. Wow. What, what painting for you, Brigitte, really embodies freedom? Mm -hmm. Do you have a particular one? Um, for me, it's, oh, shoot, I don't remember the name. It's one that kind of embodies manifest destiny oh uh, it's in a lot of textbooks a lot of history textbooks i've probably i've um, probably seen that one yeah yeah it's there's there's a woman representing like um yeah. america freedom kind of just shining in the background she's huge she's like magnified and there's mm. there's a lot of like frontier type stuff you know you know the wagons covered wagons and oregon trails type stuff you know united states pioneer stuff and really yeah. It's just it's just so huge and magnificent that it really embodies freedom for me. And the figure of Liberty in the background is huge. And she's this woman with blonde flowing hair and like white robes just glittering in the background with the clouds. And that really, I feel like personally, that embodies freedom for me. And it's a, it's a nice piece. Although Manifest Destiny meant for some the opposite of freedom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get so interested in art, Brigitte? Mm -hmm. Did that kind of mean a freedom for yourself? You know, what got you so interested mm -hmm. in it? Um, yeah, I really did like expressing myself as a little kid personally. Um, I, I enjoy drawing, painting, any type of media. And I feel like it really gets my feelings across the page, just like it must for a lot of other people. Um, it does. It does show my emotions when I'm feeling happy or sad. I draw like you know flowers or teardrops. Um, definitely, definitely a way to get my feelings out there. I think that goes for everybody. Well, thank you so mm -hmm. much, Brigitte, for sharing this <laughs> thank intriguing you. information. It was wonderful, and we Thanks. enjoy having you on the show. Thank you. You really expanded our. You're welcome. You've really expanded our perspectives on really how amazing a connection there is between art and freedom, and it's very important. As always, all good things must come to an end, and this show gave us an in-depth look at how blessed it is to live a life of precious freedom. Value your liberty. It doesn't come without a cost. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and Perry Damone's Kid Star for producing this show where we empower kids. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Bruce Solstein and Rio Banstra. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be relishing your freedom, and be here. Speak up speak out and express yourself.
Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself go.